You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to head to Texas for something fun today. Yes, we do. Yes, because there's something fun happening in Texas in about a week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share with you about the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup, which it has taken me, I don't know how many years we've been sharing the story, <laughs> it's taken me all those years to finally be able to write Roundup without a W at the beginning. Because if you write Writers Roundup, oh, I, for some reason, always try to type it, Writers Roundup with a W at the beginning. So I'm excited to head to Texas to talk with our friends there. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, some of the writers participating in the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup, which is right around the corner. That's hard to say. How much Uh, alliteration can we pack in 25 minutes? (laughs) Ruth Meyer, author of N for Nativity from Concordia Publishing House. Ruth, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thank you for having me. I am excited to talk about the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup, and you always coordinate this for all these great writers. Tell us a little bit about the Writers Roundup that's happening February 9th in Central Texas. Yes, this is our fifth annual one, and I am really excited about that. Sarah, I think you've been with us all five years, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. And so, of course, we have a couple new ones this year, which is wonderful. And we are doing a little bit different format this year. Instead of a huge group session at the beginning, what we're going to do is more breakout sessions. So that will give the field trip kids more of a chance to have kind of a writing workshop experience more so. And they'll move around to the different authors. But don't worry, any adults who come, you guys are going to be separate from the kids. So you don't have to worry about that. You get to stay in one room and have refreshments and the writers will come to you. So um, we're hoping that having the difference there, like separating the kids groups and then the adults separately, will be able to help us connect a little better with both groups. Very good. It looks like it's going to be a fun event. And some of the writers joining you at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup joining us today, we have Christina Herkenrader, author of Inspired by the Holy Spirit, Four Habits for Faithful Living. Christina, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks. Great to hear from you. We are, we're just delighted to have you with us today. We're going to share a little bit of your story and your involvement in the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. Now, have you, you've participated in this before as well, correct? Yes, I have four years of the five, and it's always a good time. It's so fun to see so many kids and all these different authors together. I think it's interesting for them to see, oh, wow, there's just a lot of different ways you can write and a lot of ways that God inspires you. So it's it's really a highlight of the year. So what are you going to be doing at the Writers' Roundup this year? So I'm actually, actually this weekend, we have the DCE conference at our home church here in Houston. And so I'm using similar talk for both of them. I'm talking about creativity at both those places and about how God inspires inspires us through so many different ways and helps us to just be creative people. And of course, authors, I think, are some of the most creative. We come up with all of these fantastic ideas and are able to share so much, you know, with 26 of letters of the alphabet, we come up with just a whole lot. So I always think that those that come to the Writers' Roundup are just interested to hear, like, how do you get your ideas and all of that? And so this this idea of creativity has been super interesting to me lately. So I'm so excited to share that. What? Okay. So now we get to learn a little bit more about you. And I just put together a list of fun, random questions. So I'm just going to pull one out here. It could be anything about being a writer. Are you ready for this? I'm totally ready. That's awesome. Okay. So let's 
Let's start with what does your writing space look like? What does the space look like when you sit down to write? Does it is it like the same space always? Or are you one of those like nomads who always has to find a different space? Yeah, great question. We have a you know, everything is bigger in Texas. In our house, our family, we have a family with four teenagers. We have a huge house because I feel like people in Texas have just huge cars, huge houses. So that's not unusual. But we had a media room upstairs that I converted into my office, which is great. Because it's also, you know, of course, the collective creative dumping ground for all projects that anyone's working on. But I also get to have this great space. And something I find really helpful with creativity is that I have quite a few little areas where I'm always, I don't know, just doing things that are not writing, but still creative. I feel like as authors, we are oftentimes wrestling with words and we can get a little stuck in our head, especially if you're, well, we're all writing, you know, theology and you can get really deep into that. So I always try to have some other project that's a little bit more tactile that I'm working on in my writing space. Right now, um, a friend of mine had welded a cross for me and I'm currently um, covering that with stickers, which is a real tactile project. It looks pretty awful. But when I need to get out of my own head, I've been doing that. It helps remind me some of the other ways. So I know that everyone has a different thing. Some people garden. Some people, you know, play music. Right now I'm doing this um, atrocious sticker project in my office. But it does inspire me to remember that it doesn't all have to be about sitting there wrestling with the words. Sometimes it's better to get away from it and get some perspective. That sounds like a fantastic project. I think I need to do that in my cubicle yeah. as well. I'm going to invite all the authors that are like, oh, why am I not writing any words today to find something completely arbitrary and maybe a little bit pointless and play with it a little bit because I think it, it I mean, maybe I've just been in my own head a little bit too much lately, but it really helps. So so I'm grateful for my writing space because there's there's a lot of space there and I can do some extra things. Yeah. Creativity sounds like a really great thing for you to be presenting on too. So I'm sure that's going to be awesome for everybody that attends. Also joining us today is the Reverend Dr. Brian Ketchelmeyer, uh, author of Reading Isaiah with Luther. Dr. Ketchelmeyer, uh, thanks for joining us in the coffee hour. Oh, it is great to be here. So have, have you been involved with the Writer's Roundup before? I have not. I have not. So this is brand new to me. A text is still relatively new to me. So this will be my first time. But forgive me if I'm a little bit jet-lagged. I just came back from Australia actually presenting uh, on reading Isaiah with Luther with some pastors over there and some laity at a couple of different conferences there. I was doing a young adults conference, or I was actually working on some of the stuff I was doing for my second book, Creation and Redemption. But reading Isaiah with Luther, we presented that over in Australia. So I kind of my timing is off. I'm back from the future, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, time goes backwards that way. What will you be presenting on at the Writer's Roundup? Well, reading Isaiah with Luther, of course. And so this is this was my interest in the Old Testament. And this actually goes back to 2017 with that whole 500th anniversary of the Reformation. I was able to present in New Mexico by the Archdiocese of Santa Fe about the Reformation from a conservative Lutheran perspective, who Luther is. And so I presented that next to a, a liberal mainline Protestant perspective and a Roman Catholic perspective. And I was kind of looking at Luther in the Reformation and this pastoral concern and care for the conscience. And in that, in the book of, of Isaiah, this is where Luther lectures on that in volumes uh, 16 and 17 in Luther's works, where he's just, he's really talking about the conscience chapter after chapter in the book of Isaiah. So kind of all this flows out of that. It went into to Bible studies about Isaiah at the local congregation. 
And then through that, I, I talked to Concordia Publishing House about continuing their series of, of reading with Luther. They had reading Romans with Luther, and I said, how about reading Isaiah with Luther? And we would focus on the conscience itself. All right. Fun random question for you, Pastor. <laughs> What's on your to-be-read list this year? Well, so my, my, my favorite theologians are Johann Gerhardt, Martin Chemnitz. I need to finish reading. I've got to finish reading. Martin Chemnitz on the two natures of Christ. So I, I started doing that. I stopped. I put it aside. I started doing it. So I definitely have to finish that. And I have so many volumes of Johann Gerhardt that I, I need to actually dive into. I keep buying a new volume every year, and I'm getting so far behind. So that's really what I need to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep up with your purchasing habits. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Meyer, who has been coordinating this event for five years, author of Ennis for Nativity. I didn't get to ask you any of the fun questions yet. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to do two just because just because you deserve two for putting all this together. <laughs> this was a fun one that I came up with when I was thinking about writers. The Oxford comma. Oh, yes. Always. 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 Sometimes yes. or never. Now, Not notice always. there should be a comma in there, correct? Always, comma, sometimes, <laughs> yes, comma, comma, or never. All right, so always. always. Why, huge why always? It avoids confusion. There is, there, I, can, I can't remember where it is, but there was some big old lawsuit that happened because of an Oxford comma, which I always pull out when people are like, oh, you don't need that. It was some dairy company of something, and it had... It didn't have an Oxford comma, which made it look optional or something. I can't even remember. I should have looked that up. But anyway, it, it made a big difference, like how you read the sentence. So I just, I've always found that it's more, more clear to include the Oxford comma. So I do it all the time. I see some shaking heads up there too. So they're, we're creating drama today. <laughs> we can discuss this at the roundup. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would go to that. <laughs> All right, maybe one more we'll, Maybe question. I'll do my session on the Oxford comma. <laughs> <laughs> Live stream it. Let's just, we'll break the internet. <laughs> uh, one more fun question for you. Who is your favorite literary character? I love Jean Valjean from Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. I think he has a wonderful character arc and kind of religious in a way. Uh, that story of redemption that your past mistakes don't have to define you and you can go on to do better things. And of course, as Christians, we would say with the help of the Holy Spirit, which of course is not really an issue in the in the novel itself, but just the character arc is wonderful for him. Very good. Well, we are going to learn more about the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup and the writers who will be presenting at that in just a moment. You are listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Well, 
Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking about the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup coming up Friday, February 9th in Central Texas and hosting that Ruth Meyer, author of N is for Nativity and a whole bunch of other writers who are just a joy to always talk with and and sometimes various guests here on the Coffee Hour. Joining <laughs> us now, Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sarah, tell us a little bit about your involvement in the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. You've been involved all five years. Why do you keep coming back? Oh, it's, I mean, it's a great time. It's really fun to meet the kids, some of which have more interest in writing than others, but it's it's really fun all the time and just to kind of talk about why we do what we do. What will you be talking about this year? I haven't completely nailed it down yet, but I think <laughs> I'm a bit of a procrastinator. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been con- contemplating just kind of seasons of life because I haven't completed another book since finishing Flame in the Dark. And it's been, I've worked on them on a few different ones. And so, yeah, so maybe seasons or focus, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is, where do you get your inspiration from when you're writing things, when you were writing Flame in the Dark? What what kinds of things inspire you in your writing? So a lot of times different situations, like our church has a big Reformation celebration every year. Most, a lot of Lutheran churches do. And I had always kind of thought it would be fun to write something surrounding that time period. Some struggles of different friends that I talk to sometimes or within my own family, different ideas will percolate. Not, I don't like to draw directly from real life because I don't want my friends and family to be nervous to tell me things. (laughs) But, you know, like (laughs) kind of taking the theme of whatever someone or myself, what we're struggling with and thinking of like putting it into a different situation and drawing from there. So, Very good. Joining us now, Donna Snow, author of Meant for Good, A Study of Joseph. Donna, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. It is good to catch up with you again and talk about what you're doing at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup this year. What What are you looking forward to uh, doing at the Writers Roundup? Well, I'm really looking at the background of being a writer. If you're going to write something, if people are going to pick up your book, they're wanting to learn something because I write nonfiction. I write Bible studies. And so you're wanting to learn something. So if you're going to run something for people to learn, you need to know the background. You need to do all the research and all that kind of stuff. And even though it may seem tedious to me, that's actually one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. What are you researching right now? My brand new study on Joshua. I, I, I think it's been a day since we've looked at Joshua. And so we're we're going to head di- verse by verse into the book of Joshua. That's next. What's some of the what's what's the most interesting thing you've found so far in your research or one of the most interesting things you've found? I'm sure you, you know learned a lot. <laughs> well, one of the most interesting things is how God showed up to Moses and Joshua as they needed to see God. Moses needed a miraculous working God. And so uh, God showed up in a bush that was on fire, but didn't burn. And Joshua needed to see a victorious God. And so outside of the walls of Jericho, we see the pre-incarnate Christ show up in full armor with a sword, you know, ready to roll. And I, I believe that's true for us. God is who we need him to be. He is who he is, but it's got to relate to what we're doing. And I think that was really powerful. 
All right. What does your writing space look like? Is it always the same or do you like to go visit other places? I focus better when it's the same. I, I just have a little Texas cottage. So I have, I'm actually sitting in it now. It's just a light, airy room with lots of windows and I overlook a lake because nature inspires me. Looking at birds and the flowers and stuff that just, it feeds my soul. So I like a lot of light and air and space. I'm with you. I like a, a good, mm-hmm. I don't know, light, natural space to to enjoy for doing anything creative. Joining us now, the Reverend Dr. Christopher Kennedy, author of Jesus Said What? Pastor Kennedy, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Andy and Sarah. It's great to be able to visit with you. So tell us about your participation in the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup this year. What will you be presenting on? So this is my second year. Last year was a great experience to be a part of the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. And this year I'm going to do a presentation based on my equipped, and it's going to be distinguishing between truth and lies. And I found that people tend to find this to be a helpful topic as we deal with a lot of lies about ourselves and God and the world around us. And so I hope to help uh, all the young people and the adults there to be able to make some of those distinctions based on God's Word and to be encouraged through that. So I enjoy reading nonfiction. I love biographies. Uh, So I have a few on my shelf right now. I really like presidential biographies. So I've got Eisenhower, Kennedy, and a Lincoln biography on my shelf right now. All right, I want to go back to the Oxford comma because we saw some dissent earlier. Ruth was always for the Oxford comma. Okay, I see I see some dissent here. Donna, what's what's your stance on the Oxford comma? It's it's a sometimes because sometimes to make a point, especially in more modern writing, you make sentences kind of choppy. And a lot of times the Oxford comma just doesn't fit that style. And so it depends on the emphasis of the sentence. But, you know, it does have to be clear because you want to, don't, you don't want someone confused. We do want clarity. All right, Sarah, <laughs> you're laughing. Well, I just, I don't know. I use it most of the time. If I have an ampersand, sometimes I don't because like if I'm, you know, making this and symbol instead of writing out the word and mm-hmm. like in an email or something. I might admit it then because I think it looks funny, but just too many marks. I, I'm a rule follower, and so I have to follow the rule. <laughs> I am right there with this. The comma and ampersand is a weird thing, though. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> Pastor Kennedy, I'll, I'll go on the side of clarity, so I would prefer to use it. Pastor Catchelmeyer, always, sometimes, or never. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me say that again. Always, comma, sometimes, comma, or ne- exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Who knew such uh, we'd have such controversy on the coffee hour today? That's not a comma. <laughs> 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 um, uh, tell us a little bit more about the event taking place on Friday, February 9th at Faith Lutheran High School in Central Texas. So it begins at eight o'clock with a live broadcast of Sharper Iron, and host Pastor Timothy Apple is going to be interviewing Pastor Dustin Beck from from Morda and also Pastor Katchelmeyer. So they will be the guests on that day. And it's a live broadcast and people are welcome from the community to come. And just to be clear, the title of the event is the Lutheran Writers Roundup. However, that doesn't mean that only writers are invited. I had somebody tell me, oh, it's just for authors. I'm like, no, no, authors are coming to talk to you guys. So any parishioners, community members, you know, people in the area that would like to come, please do. It is for the public. 
and we would love to have you. At nine o'clock, we have two different Bible studies. Donna is gracious enough to be presenting on Unshakable. And then Pastor Wolfmuller, who was not able to be on this today, he's going to also be presenting a Bible study on his book, Has American Christianity Failed? Which I understand the members at WARDA are actually doing in a Bible study with themselves right now. So that's pretty neat. 10 a.m., we have just a very brief group opening. And then everyone, like I mentioned before, the kids will go off to their little sectionals and the adults will stay in the room. Lunch is provided. And so, hey, if nothing else, y'all come down for a free lunch. And then we have a few more sectionals in the afternoon and it wraps up at two o'clock and it'll be a great day. I'm really looking forward to it. How can people attend in person and are there online options if people are not able to make it to Texas on Friday, which would be sad. But <laughs> I know if you can't make it to Texas, that is sad. I don't we don't have an online option right now. That is something we could think of for the future. But we do, at this point, we don't have the capability of that. But if you're in person, like just come. There is an RSVP just for lunch. If you would like to call Faith Lutheran High School, just so they know, how, you know, like I said, lunch is free, but at least that way we know how many people to plan for. But otherwise, yeah, just show up for, you don't have to come the whole day. If you want to come just for a few sessions in the morning or whatever, that's fine. But yeah, anybody is welcome all day, part of the day, whatever, whatever works for them. To find more of the details about what's going on at the Writers Roundup. There is a Facebook page for Faith Lutheran High School of Central Texas, and they have created an event for the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. So either of those would be a great way to go. And it has little bios of all of the authors on there, and it has the schedule of events and the phone number to call for RSVP um, for lunch and everything like that. Very good. I mean, you said lunch. Do we know what's for lunch? <laughs> I mean, it's a Texas event. I can't so. tell. No, I'm not going to tell. <laughs> Got the kids are getting pizza. The kids that come are getting pizza, but the adults might might have something more gourmet than that. So Ooh. gourmet pizza. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> Just no pineapple. No pineapple. Okay. Oh, we'll on. save at least one. <laughs> sure, there's a correlation between the Oxford comma and pineapple. Yes, maybe so. <laughs> there's a correlation there. We need to do a scientific study on that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, writers, for spending some time with us today. It's just been a blast talking with you all. Ruth, thank you so much for coordinating the event and for being our guest. Ruth Meyer, thanks for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having me again. And the Reverend Dr. Brian Kachelmeyer, author of Reading Isaiah with Luther, thanks so much for being our guest. Uh, you're most welcome. Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark, thanks for being our guest. Thank you. It was great. Donna Snow, author of Meant for Good, A Study of Joseph. Thanks for being our guest. It has been a joy. And the Reverend Dr. Christopher Kennedy, author of Jesus Said What. Thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And Christina Hergenrader, author of Inspired by the Holy Spirit, Four Habits for Faithful Living. Christina, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. It was great. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Showing support for KFUO is now easier than ever. 
You can sport a KFUO shirt, swag, or even socks by visiting our online store. Go to kfuo.org slash store and order high-quality KFUO-branded merch. You no longer need to wait for our annual share for a chance to show your KFUO spirit. Visually share and wear this ministry out in the world by checking out our selection. Every purchase helps to support our proclamation of Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Go to kfuo.org slash store.